I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in to the Tuesday edition Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us as we get set to bring sanity to an insane world. we got a lot of different topics to run through throughout the course of the day. Um, giving you a little bit of a roadmap of where we are headed. Uh, in the third hour, we're going to dive into the Elon Musk interview with Tucker Carlson. What have we learned? What is the impact of the decisions that, uh, that Elon has made so far as it pertains to the future of free speech, uh, in particular in big tech companies and in social media? Uh, and uh, I think you guys are really going to enjoy that discussion. Buck is going to get us uh, rolling in the second hour as we talk about two different recent shooting cases than the way that they are being covered and how the media continues to try to divide us by arbitrarily focusing on outlier incidents to essentially drum up racial antagonism in this country. But I wanted to start uh, with what I think is a simmering and potentially soon-to-boil-over issue for the Biden White House. And that is in, uh, that is the focus on transgender athletes. And this idea that Joe Biden continues to push, and I, I say Joe Biden, but I continue to refuse to believe he actually believes it. And if he ever has a press conference, I would love to have him directly asked why he believes biological men should be able to compete against women uh but ron DeSantis's team came out with a spoof as the bud light attack continues they did a spoof if you remember the real men of genius ads that bud light used to run uh they would make fun of uh, a guy who was doing something not that genius but they would kind of mockumentary style uh, in a humorous fashion, praise whatever that was. And I bet a ton of you remember the real men of genius uh, ads because back in the day, and I know this is stunning, beer companies used to try to make you laugh because they associated beer with having fun as opposed to beer 
uh, that wanted to celebrate the fact that men who have penises decide that they are women, which is where we are today. Uh, But this ad, I want you to listen to it. It's only 30 seconds. Very funny. Well done parody of the original Real Men of Genius Bud Light ads. Listen. Team DeSantis presents Real Men of Women's Sports. Today, we recognize the men who've hacked the system. Hacked the system. Once mediocre in the men's division, now cream of the crop in the women's. From mediocre to champion. You couldn't cut it with the boys, so you pushed women off the podium. Real men steal first place. Because without you, sports would be fair. Without you, women's sports would be for, well, women. Buck, this is, I think you win a lot of times with humor, with satire, with ridicule. Unlike the absurd, maybe we need to contrast the Saturday Night Live uh, ridiculous uh, commentary over the weekend with that ad that we just played, which is obviously parody. It's designed to make people laugh. It is ricocheting around social media because I think many of you out there are sitting around thinking to yourself, how in the world did we end up in a place where men are becoming women's champions and if you even dare to mention it, it's considered transphobic by the left. This is something that is, I think, Buck, and it's in my new book, which is going to be out August 8th. I think this is an 80-20 issue. If it is hammered home, the idea that a man can identify as a woman and become a champion is so patently absurd to virtually everyone out there, white, black, Asian, Hispanic, gay, straight, you name it. This is a 80-20 issue. We have uh, the SNL clip that you mentioned, actually, which I, but I mean, I, I also feel like we could have Dr. Gally Weekitz weigh in <laughs> on exactly what's going on in America today. Dr. Gally Weekitz, for those of you who remember your Bud Light ads from 20 years ago, would certainly know what's happening today. You mean Dr. Galakowicz? Um, yes. Here is Saturday Night Live trying to push the propaganda line. Play it. There are now over 14 states that have passed bills restricting health care for trans kids. Listen to that, Michael. Yeah. Restricting health care for kids. For some reason, there's something about the word trans that makes people forget the word kids. If you don't care about trans kids' lives, it means you don't care about freaking kids' lives. Wow, wow. I mean, this is, I, I just want to, this is honestly... Soviet-level propaganda. Yes. I mean, it really is important. Everyone understands. This is coming from Saturday Night Live, NBC, you know, the, the Peacock Network, you know, the whole corporate umbrella that it's under. Um, this is coming from people who are actively misleading with the words that they use, the way that they frame this issue. We're not just talking about health care, okay? I could make the same case for, hey, maybe we shouldn't be telling people who have body integrity disorder, a body identity integrity disorder, um, which is when you think you shouldn't have a limb, you could make the case that surgically removing a healthy limb because somebody has a mental health issue. This is a real thing, by the way. You can Google it. It's a real psychological disorder. I'm sure if you asked any psychologist about it today, they'd say, oh, it's not real. Hem and haw, because unfortunately, there are more commies in the medical profession who are psychiatrists and psychologists than anything else, than any other uh, place in the medical profession. But if you said you're denying someone health care, Clay, you won't let them. You won't let them have a surgically. Why? It would be so much safer if you let the surgeons remove their healthy leg or their healthy arm because they don't want it. You could play the exact same word game with this. And then to say they don't care about trans kids' lives. Why is it they can't even speak about what we're talking about here? They want to give puberty blockers to 12-year-olds. 
They want your 14-year-old daughter to lop off her breast before she even knows who she is or what's going on before her brain is fully formed because they are psychos. There's something wrong with these people. Yeah, and... But, but I mean I, the people who are pushing this stuff, by yeah, the way. The no, people who no, are I mean, using this propaganda. That SNL clip that we played, it isn't humor. It isn't remotely nope. designed to persuade in a humorous fashion. It is, as you said, straight propaganda. And I always say, I think about these things a lot because I've got a 15-year-old, I've got a 12-year-old, I've got an 8-year-old. So far, they have been, knock on wood, very healthy. We haven't had any major issues with them. But the idea that you would equate child health care with body mutilation and if the trans idea is just too complex or too freighted with, uh, with, uh, you know, basically, uh, antagonism right now, I think this is an easy question to ask for every parent out there listening. Do you believe that your 14 year old should get a tattoo? Would you be okay with your 14 year old going into a tattoo parlor and getting a tattoo that covered their entire chest or their entire back. So so I think everyone, Clay, would say no, obviously. But remember, the argument the left is making is is at its core a different argument, which is they would agree, I think, that that's a choice, right? That the tattoo is a choice, and so we can wait until you're 18 for that choice. Their argument about transgenderism is, this is why they say, oh, doctors get it wrong when it's babies, is that the individual is trans from birth. This is who they are. This is their it. core identity, but, right? But, so so they're not, I mean, it's a different, they're trying to suggest. I, I, I just see them actually as pretty similar because in both cases you're making what is essentially a lifetime decision before you are of age to be able to do it. And in fact, maybe you're right. Maybe some trans people would say, no, the tattoo shouldn't be allowed, which would actually be really funny. But I, but I think they would, by the way. I think that's think what they I'm would. saying. You think the average trans person would say, no, you yes. can't get a tattoo till you're 18, but you should be able to chop your boobs off at 14? Yes. The argument of the left, Clay, is that this, when a 12-year-old says, I'm not a boy, I'm a girl, that is the recognition of their core, most basic, most fundamental identity. And for that to be suppressed, even for a matter of years, would be the negation of that of their personhood. Then I, and I, I, whereas a tattoo is like we could all agree is is an artistic choice that you you know. I'm just saying this is how crazy they are. Well, I think if you could get a trans activist in a real debate to say no, 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 you shouldn't be able to get a tattoo till you're 18, but you should be able to chop your boobs off at 14. I think on its face that clip would go so viral that parents everywhere their jaws would drop because. I'm telling you, most parents, I went to see a great movie last night, Buck, and I'll encourage everybody out there, this is not woke, Uh, you can take your whole family, I went to go see Air, uh, which is the story of how Nike ended up signing Michael Jordan, uh, Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, it's a fabulously entertaining movie, again, set in the 1980s, zero woke associated with it, and the Michael Jordan's mom is in that movie, Buck, and afterwards, I took all three of my boys and we're driving home, and she said, I'm concerned about Jordan making a lifetime decision in terms of what sneaker company he's going to sign with. All he wants right now is a red Mercedes convertible, and he won't care about that in a year. And it was such a, and I'm paraphrasing her commentary, but so much of being a parent, Buck, is about making your kids understand 
the permanence of some choices. Like I had a discussion with my 15-year-old today. He wouldn't listen to me very well. But about he uses Discord. And I said, you know that knucklehead 21-year-old who posted all those documents out there? He thought he was just hanging out on Discord with his buddies, and that was never going to go anywhere else. This idea that you allow someone under the age of 18 to make a permanent life-altering decision that potentially, in many cases, could end your ability to ever have your own child is to me the essence. I don't remember very many times when there has been a good or evil decision that has to be made in the United States. People who are making these choices on behalf of kids under 18, in my opinion, are evil. I I agree 100%. I think it's monstrous, but I, I just... I want everyone to understand the full scope of the argument. I've gotten more and more people to believe, for example, or to understand that the argument of the left is not a transgender woman is a transgender woman and you should just try to make some basic accommodations. It is this is a woman. And if you make any distinction in the use of pronouns, access to bathrooms, sports teams, you're a bigot. That is the actual argument. And the reason that is the argument is the same reason why they're now pushing for this why is it, you know, it's one of these things, Clay, where they always say to us, why are you so focused on this, right? This is what the left says when they get yeah. caught doing something crazy. Well, I actually look at this and say, why are they so focused on this? Why is Disney so focused on this? Why are these massive companies, why is there this effort from the entirety of the Democrat apparatus to continue with this? I know and this, Buck. I'll, I'll tell you the answer in my They can't end progressivism has to find something new to fight about well that's that's like the macro that's yeah. the thirty thousand fold which is true but and that they, they want this to be the new civil rights struggle else. but but ultimately the problem of the trans agenda is that the moment that it is uh something that a person can just decide psychologically the moment it's separated from innate immutable characteristics and identity it's going to lose so many of these protections and and changes and Title IX now and all these things, which is why they are immediately now and, and in every way that they can turning and saying this is that there are trans babies. I mean, you've actually heard this phrase there. Are, you've never heard of a trans baby 10 years babies ago. Babies is what they're calling them. What are they called? Babies. Oh, thank you. I didn't even know that. Yes. Yes. That's, okay. they've, they've legitimately created a new phrase that babies don't know their gender, and so you should call them babies, as so, in they meets babies. So, But what's fascinating here is that the argument now, the real argument, the mentality, the psychology of the left, the reason they want to pretend this is, or they really believe this is the new civil rights struggle, is that you are trans from birth, you just don't know it. Right. This is the this is the argument that is being made. Doctors What's fascinating, get sex though, of babies wrong is their argument. Yes. Doctors get the sex of babies wrong. We've, we've, this is something. And what's fascinating is as it plays out, what we've seen is there are actually people who are trans and then later on realize that they were having a mental health crisis and that they're not actually a woman or they're not actually a man. And they go back. So what do they call that? What What is You know, this is something that is completely left out of the argument. What do they call a detransitioner? They just shout them down. They say you don't exist. They say because ultimately this has become uh, the cause of the left because it's the most it's the way that they can not only destroy the family, which is always the purpose of the Marxists and the leftists, but it's also a way that the state can separate children from their parents. I think that's if you don't see that on the horizon, everybody, they're already getting Clay, look at the look at the shield law. They just passed in Washington state that we talked about. Don't have to tell someone runs away to a shelter. I'm trans. The state doesn't have to inform you know, the police don't have to inform the parents. It's crazy.
You see what's happening, folks. This is why it's a fight we it's a fight we have to have. It's for honestly, I was going to say it's for the country. It is. It's also for all the kids out there. It's to at least protect them until they're adults. Want to have a different conversation about what happens when people are adults? Sure, fine. We're talking about kids here. Before smartphones, everyone used camcorders to record special events. Or remember old school cameras where you drop the film off somewhere to be processed, then you put the photos in an album or toss them in a box? Since VCRs are a relic of the past and photos fade with time, how about digitizing all those memories so they stay in your family forever? Our friends at Legacy Box can help you do that. They specialize in digitizing old media like videotape, Super 8 film, and whatever else your family used to record special events in your life. The great thing about doing this is you can preserve and share these memories for generations to come. It's super easy, too, since Legacy Box does all the work. Just go to LegacyBox.com slash buck. You'll get a great discount, 50% off, and you can learn more about this whole process. Unlike other companies, Legacy Box doesn't outsource. It's based right in Clay's home state of Tennessee. That's where the company is. They keep jobs on U.S. soil. With Mother's Day next month, I mean, this is a phenomenal time to try this service if you haven't before. We've done it in my family. Clay's done it in his family. We've both relied on Legacy Box in the past. So preserve your past, your cherished memories, and save 50% right now. Go to LegacyBox.com slash Buck. LegacyBox.com slash B-U-C-K. He's Buck Sexton. He's Clay Travis. Together, they're breathing sanity into an insane world. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on, but we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I anticipate the board is also going to look at some of the infrastructure here, like the utilities, and then ask the question, it would be better to sell that utility from the district to maybe a private, a private entity who can operate it more efficiently. Maybe the district would save some money on this and could, could put that towards paying down the bonds and the debts. 
So that's DeSantis talking about the utility the utilities provision to the Reedy Creek uh, province or whatever it's called in Florida, where Disneyland is. Have you been to Disney World? Disney World. Sorry, Disney World. I think I went once when I was five. I have no recollection of whatsoever yeah. and haven't been back since. I'm not a, I'm not up on the Disney stuff in terms of what's actually going on there. I am up on the, and we are up on the Ron DeSantis Disney throwdown. Um, and, and I think that this is showing for, first of all, they're, they're pushing, uh, more, uh, agenda stuff from Disney, uh, that people are seeing. They're not backing off entirely. They're trying to find ways to have their way and, and, uh, and be, leftist in their inclinations and ron DeSantis clay has decided that he's not going to back down from this fight ron DeSantis, we'll talk about this when we come back and i would consider myself to be something of a disney world expert and i really want to have some fun buck keith olberman who may be the craziest left winger in on the planet right now formerly of msnbc he says that it's time for disney ceo bob Iger to stand up to ron DeSantis. And move Disney World to Puerto Rico. So uh, when we come back, for anybody who has ever been to Disney World, and I bet it's a huge percentage of our audience, of all the crazy things that Keith Olbermann has said, just move Disney World to Puerto Rico may be the craziest. But we'll have some fun with that and the ongoing Disney-DeSantis battle and what it means when we come back. Today is tax day. You'd be surprised how many folks just end up finding out that cyber criminals stole their personal information, including social security numbers, to file bogus returns and steal refunds. This happens more than you know. You might not even be aware you're a victim until you're notified by the IRS. The best way to protect yourself is with LifeLock. Their online identity theft protection is second to none. Their systems monitor online transactions into the billions each week looking for evidence of wrongdoing. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. LifeLock detects and alerts you to potential identity threats you may not spot on your own. And if you do become a victim of identity theft, a dedicated U.S.-based LifeLock restoration specialist will work to fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but it's easy to help protect yourself with LifeLock. Join now. Save 25% off your first year with my name, Buck. That's B-U-C-K as the promo code. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK. Or just go to LifeLock.com and use promo code Buck for 25% off. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. All right, Trump clearly, Buck, has a skill in that whatever he says, he's managed to get people to say insanely dumber things in response to whatever he says. And they'll follow him down the rabbit hole of absurdity and somehow make themselves look worse. And I see this right now on social media because we're talking about DeSantis versus Disney um, and Stuart Elliott and Keith Olbermann are two men of the left Stuart Elliott works at the New York Times Keith Olbermann I don't even know that Keith Olbermann has a job now I mean he's bonkers but both of them are arguing and I'm not making this up that Disney World should just move from Florida and just move to a new place. Keith Olbermann says Disney World should move to Puerto Rico, which is funny primarily in the context of Walt Disney specifically picked the Orlando area because he wanted as many people as possible to be able to drive to Disney World. It's hard to get to Puerto Rico. 
So the idea that like people are going to be able to hop into their car, they're going to hit South Florida and then realize, oh, we're a long way to Puerto Rico. You can't drive to it. Stuart Elliott at the New York Times writes, who else thinks Disney should call DeSantis's bluff and announce it's closing Disney World and recreating it in another more welcoming state whose residents will get first crack at all the jobs? So, Buck, you said you went to Disney World when you were five. Disney World, for anybody who has ever been there, I bet it would cost $20 billion to try and move Disney World to another location. And many of the things at Disney World, it would be impossible to move, right? So if you've ever been there, they have massive physical hotels because the lesson that Walt Disney learned from Disneyland that he built out in Anaheim was... I need to own all the land because otherwise all these other hotels get built right by the park and they make all the money ancillary off of my park. So he bought, I don't know, 225,000, I don't even know how many acres totally Disney World is now. Miles and miles of uh, square miles that now is in Disney World. And so this idea that I, I don't think you can underrate how dumb many people are who work in journalism. And some of you might be saying, well, I listen to your show every day. You guys are super, super dumb and you can make that argument. But trust me, whether you like Buck or I, we are by far in the 1% for people who work in, in, in our field, right? There are a lot of really dumb people. I'm not going to argue with it. I'm not going to argue with it. I would just, I would put Buck and myself in a test up against any duo that is on the air daily anywhere in media. Like, I will throw down, I think that we, on anybody who speaks daily on media, I think that we would win, like, whatever uh, academic competition there was. We got to do, like, media jeopardy. We do, like, a tag team, you know? Media jeopardy, if there were a quiz bowl, spelling bee, I think we would win all of them, all right? So, maybe not for me, pronunciations, because I'm not very good at those, but so phonetics, but otherwise really good. So, Buck, these people are crazy. And I want to play, and DeSantis has managed to win this battle with Disney, I believe. And he's not just winning it, he's making his critics truly sound insane. And they've obviously been in this battle. I want to play a couple of cuts uh, with you. Uh, let me play cut four here, and then we'll also play cut five, because Disney has tried to outsmart DeSantis, and the DeSantis legal team, really pretty sharp. And they are failing. Here's cut four. I've worked with both leaders of the House and Senate. There is a bill that will be put out in the Florida legislature that will make sure that the agreements purported to be entered into by Disney are revoked and the people's will is established and is upheld. And that is something that's very important. And at the end of the day, we made the decision as a state, as a people, through the medium of our elections, that we would not have one corporation serving as its own government. That's not good government. It's not something that we want to entertain in Florida any longer. And whatever rationale there was 60 years ago to do that, clearly now we're in a much different era as a state. I think that's really well said. And then, Buck, here is cut five, and then we can react he says, hey, maybe we should build a prison next door to Disney World. Listen. Come to think of it now, people are like, what should we do with this land? And so, you know, it's like, okay, kids, I mean, people have said, 
you know, maybe maybe have uh, another, uh, maybe create a state park, maybe try to do more amusement uh, parks. Uh, someone even said, like, maybe you need another state prison. Who knows? I mean, I just think that the, the possibilities are, are endless. Buck, Look, I mean, this is I mean, this is, this is a guy who is not going to allow for one company doesn't matter how powerful how rich all that stuff because disney's been getting away with that for a long time disney decided to act as a political entity in the state of florida and so remember all the complaining they have but reedy creek improvement district i have to always remember this is what it's called the reedy creek improvement district um all, all the complaining you're hearing is that disney has enjoyed special perks and given to it by the legislature in Florida, special perks can be taken away. You know, I think the argument that I've seen some conservatives make, oh, how dare he, it's so anti-business to penalize a, a, a business like this. And it's, well, hold on a second. Giving somebody, you know, if, if the, uh, if you're giving a tax credit for film, for the film industry, which a lot of different states have done, right? You're basically giving them money to come film in your state. Well, if that, you know, if the production company, you know, if Paramount or whatever, goes off and says, well, your state is bigoted because of some legislation or something else, and you pull that special incentive that your state had given them, that doesn't strike me as anything other than a totally reasonable response that Democrats not only would do, have done, Clay, everywhere all over the country. Like, they'll take action right away against a state if they can. So, Or, sorry, against a, a corporation within their state if they can. They'll penalize companies. They'll run you out of business if they don't like your politics. Yeah, and you know what's really, I think, particularly galling about Disney's stupidity here is there was a great test. What have we said on this show for some time? Really, there should be a battle between Gavin Newsom and Ron DeSantis because they had such diametrically opposed perspectives on COVID. 700,000 people have left California. 800,000 people have moved to Florida. But, Buck, a really great example of this was Disneyland was shut down Disneyland in Anaheim was shut down for a, I believe it was a full year longer because of COVID than Disney World. So if you're running Disney, Ron DeSantis was one of the best allies of Disney that has ever existed. He fought as hard as he could to open up Disney World and allow people to be able to go into that theme park. Meanwhile, Gavin Newsom kept Disneyland closed for an additional year. It's a fascinating story to manage and compare Disneyland versus Disney World, two different sides of the country. And yet, Ron DeSantis, who was the best friend of Disney, remember he also got the NBA there. He, I'm not sure that Disney has ever had a better corporate ally in the 21st century than Ron DeSantis during COVID. And yet they have managed to spite him by continuing to embrace woke politics and try to defy his ability as the governor of Florida to run his state as he sees fit. And the remember, Bob Chapek got fired, the CEO who went toe-to-toe with DeSantis, and Bob Iger, who has come in, is supposedly only going to be there for another 18 months. So DeSantis may well outlast two different Disney CEOs and have the ultimate final victory here. You know, there's also... The great stuff that Disney has done, a lot of it is is in the past. Like Disney's been resting on its laurels for a long time. Yeah. I know they do. There's the Mandalorian, and they make a lot of other things now too. But the brand of Disney was built over many decades. Now Disney, we saw, has people running content who say things like, "I have a pansexual child and a transgender child," two yes. separately, which the chances of that are truly by the numbers, like one in ten million. 
just so happens the head of content at Disney happened. So this has changed. It's a different Disney now at the top. And the fact that they can still make a lot of money by having, you know, Mickey and Minnie. By the way, my parents told me they did take me. I va- I was so young, I vaguely remember Space Mountain. Isn't that a thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah Space Mountain was the old, the biggest roller coaster there for a long time. This is what we did on Travis Family Vacations. We would stay at Fort Wilderness Campground in a pop-up tent trailer combo. Uh, my parents loved Disney World. That was the Travis family vacation. We would go to Disney World. So I've been, you know, pro- I bet I've been in Disney World on the property a hundred days or more, certainly in my life. So I know that place pretty well. And, you know, the people that are pushing back, obviously the left is in freakout mode because this is just about power for them. Disney's a very powerful corporation that has a, a least, uh, nominally an all Americana kind of brand, kind of like Bud Light, by the way. Um, and you know, even more so than Bud Light because it goes right to children and families yep. and everything else. And, uh, the, but for the people that are saying DeSantis shouldn't be doing this, I, I always look at them and say, okay, so, so what is the answer? Massive corporations get to just decide, you know, do we, we want Disney to operate like the teachers unions do in cities where it's just, is this the machinery of the most left wing lunacy and undermines all good policy in the state, undermines what the people actually want? No, I don't think that's a good idea. I think sometimes you fight the bullies. Yeah, that's a great point. And I also think, and this is me speaking out as a parent who watches a lot of these movies, we talked about this. Super Mario Brothers just set the second greatest all-time comedy opening for a cartoon, right? There there was another Super Mario Brothers movie with Bob Hoskins. Someone sent us an email, one of our VIPs. That movie stunk. Yeah, that one bombed. I think that was a live-action Super Mario Brothers. This is just a cartoon. But what I have heard from parents about the Super Mario Brothers is what Disney is failing at now. You want to go to a movie and have there be no politics in it at all. And when I go to Disney movies now, they drop in like, hey, you're the lesbian daughter of a trans... Like They just throw random, weird, not connected to the storyline at all backgrounds of characters. And I, I mentioned the movie Air... Super Mario Brothers. I think there is a maverick in Top Gun, the biggest movie last year. I think there's a desperate desire on the part of families to just go watch a movie that is nothing other than purely entertaining. And that is what Disney used to deliver. And now I think they've lost their way. The diversity and inclusion lunatics Wait, are, what did you are say running that company off the road. What was your favorite Disney cartoon? Did we we got this on the air, right? Yeah, you, you well, you went way off the reservation with uh, Lady, Lady and the, the Tramp, Tramp, a classic for the canine lovers out there. there Excuse there, me, well, late. This is maybe your most ridiculous take ever. Uh, it's crazy that that Lady and the Tramp is the best Disney movie that's. Ever I mean, I, I might even go. Opinion. I might even say Beauty and the Beast is the best Disney movie of all time. I'm just going to throw that out. there. I think more people might appreciate that. When I was a kid. I was a Peter Pan guy. Boy who never grew up. It's fabulous. Respectable. Ah, respectable. Way more respectable than Lady and the Tramp. That's Frankly, there might be like three girls listening right now that agree with you. Everybody else is like totally in disagreement. Just saying. If Bucket had more testosterone as a kid, Lady and the Tramp would not have been his favorite Disney movie. Just tossing Harsh. it out there. <laughs> and maybe, maybe Joe Biden's favorite Disney movie of all time, Lady and the Tramp. We all know we need more testosterone in the Biden White House, and my friends at Chalk can hook them up. Did you know that the average man today has 50% as much testosterone as they had back in the past? And they don't all work now 
at ESPN and Disney. Some of them work in the Biden White House, too. How much different would Disney be if we sent a big supply of testosterone right to Bob Iger, the CEO of Disney's office? We said, hey, bud, take this and also give it to the other men that work in your company because we're convinced they have zero testosterone, no backbone. They won't stand up to anybody. We got a great deal right now. Chalk. C-H-O-Q. Use my name, Clay. You get 35% off for the life of your Chalk subscription. Not just a month or a year. Life of the subscription. It's all natural. It will bring back 20% of your testosterone level in three months just by taking this supplement. If you think that sounds pretty fantastic or you just want to send it to the Disney people, you can go online right now, C-H-O-Q, 35% discount for as long as you like it. That's chalk.com, C-H-O-Q.com. Use my name, Clay, in the purchase process. One more time, go check it out, C-H-O-Q. Don't be like Disney and the Biden White House and have no testosterone in your life and be running around talking about how good Lady and the Tramp is. Go to C-H-O-Q.com today. Use my name, Clay, 35% off. Want more Clay and Buck that you didn't hear on the show? Get podcast extras in the Clay and Buck podcast feed. Find it on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Welcome back to Clay and Buck. Just to let you know, coming up in a few minutes, we'll talk about uh, crime in New York and also uh, a couple of uh, incidents of, well, one case, lethal force or, or attempted uh, lethal force. In another case, uh, somebody was killed. Two incidents getting a lot of attention from the uh, national news media. Uh, meanwhile, the mayor of New York City weighing in on how everybody should be vegetarian or vegan instead of focusing in on the only reason anybody really seemed to hire him initially, which was to clean up the uh, the city of New York when it comes to crime. Um, so we're going to get into some serious news and everything here in just a minute. We've only got a couple minutes here, and I just I just want to go right now. What do you call it, the tail of the tape, Mister Clay? Is that I like to go to the data. I'm a data guy. So I went to Rotten Tomatoes database on all Disney movies all time. Mr. Fancy Man over here with his uh his telling me that no one likes Lady the Tramp. I will say there was a there was a sleeper here that got it that I didn't think of that probably I should have known would be the most Now this is based on all Rotten Tomatoes rankings all time online. Is right? this critics or is this like average viewers? Viewers. Okay. Viewers ratings all time. The most popular. Do you want to guess what the most popular is all time according Cinderella. to the people? A good guess. Pinocchio. Hmm. Pinocchio number one all time. I will say that uh, 101 Dalmatians comes in at number three. Also very strong. What's number two? Cinderella. No, Zootopia. I don't even know what that is. Yeah. See, I okay. All right. No, no. Excuse me. Clay. Going, the Zootopia is not the second greatest Disney animated movie of all time. I, I, I don't I, even well, know what is, Zootopia is. This is by the people. So let's not let's not undermine the list until I get out what I want to get out here. Um, you've got a few other ones that you all know, uh, like Fantasia is number eight. But coming in at number thirteen on the list all time, Lady on the Tramp. This is out of about sixty some odd movies. Now. Mr. Clay, Peter Pan, made in 1953, number 43 on the list. No. I'm just saying. Uh, uh, I'm just, you know, you know, apparently. I, 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 there is, there is no, what, 43? I mean, it's, it is a, no, it is a, is a guy flying around in tights. Upset. They're upset because there's like mermaids and it's the boys who never grow up and it's like sexist. I think they're remaking Peter Pan. And there and there are Indians in it, and it's unacceptable to have the Indians or what you know, like playing on the uh, on the drums. This is, you've allowed the woke universe to infiltrate. Oh, here. Wow, we're going this, to I, that. I'm one. telling you, Peter we're Pan throwing the woke attack. flag on this, Travis. I'm oh, throwing God. the woke flag. There's no way this that is crazy. Lady and the Tramp is better than Peter Pan, according to the the real Just, people. You know, Clay and I can put up our top for for your kids out there. You know, he's got kids. I don't, but I've seen a lot of the Disney movies growing up, so we can give you our, our top ones. Maybe we'll put them up on the ClayandBuck.com. Um, about you know, I mean. Peter Pan maybe makes it into my top ten. Maybe. Just saying. <laughs> I can't believe there's 60. The fact that Zootopia is number two all time. I don't even know what that, that is. That list you? is garbage. I don't, I don't know what it is either. I don't think anybody's ever watched it. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.